Welcome back to the uh, Case and Tights podcast right here at caseandtights.com. I'm Justin Soderberg, and this is my wife, Taylor Soderberg. So what I'd like to start off with with this episode here is we've done them in the past. People have heard you on here before. So this is my wife. She's not a huge Marvel. She's not a Marvel fan. I hate to say that. Like, I'm a Marvel fan. I'm just not a... You like you don't mind Marvel movies. Okay, I'm a Marvel, Marvel movie Marvel. fan. Let me rephrase that: Marvel movie fan. You're not like I am the one making you go see this movie. Not making you, but like I'm the one that's like, let's take off time and work on Thursday of this release of this third movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. Go see it. True. I have my, I have my foot in. How about that? Okay. I agree to that. My point is, is that it is not like you're my co-host. No. On this podcast, because you're a humongous into Marvel, and that's why you're here, and so on and so forth. When we talked to Paul, we went to that comic book show. Paul's a huge comic book fan. When I have guests on here, it's because they're huge comic book fans. You're here because you like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Makes I'm sense. Oh, I... My wife, Taylor, we've been married for a couple of years now. What, three, going on three years? Just August yes. 23 years. We're coming right up on the fifth anniversary of the day we met. So you're in, if you're here in April. Mm-hmm. And we have a gonna be two-year-old son named nova which is part of the reason why there's a nova book behind us on the wall if you're watching this but um <laughs> guardians of the galaxy i think was the first movie that the two of us sat down together after we started seeing each other and was like i'm huge in the marvel watch this movie with me and it was because it was so much different i think than other superhero movies yeah i have a problem i like to be grounded in reality and some former fashion and you see the trailers for Guardians of the Galaxy and it's it's not that and it's it's a great movie and I turned out liked it more than I thought I would but no you've you've stepped over the threshold because you know like well I think the war is rooted in rooted in mythology mythology, so I got I got behind that but like (laughs) talking raccoons with no backstory to it kind of threw me off well I think no one really knew when when Guardians of the Galaxy number one came out in 2014, there wasn't a large group of people who even knew who they were in the first place. So it's not like people were out there clamoring for a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. People True. were like, this is kind of cool. And James Gunn had done a couple of things in Hollywood, but not much. And and people were like looking forward to a new Marvel movie because of the success of the previous Marvel movies. But I don't think people were like, oh my gosh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it was a swing like there was... I think Adam and I talked to him on the podcast about how Iron Man was a massive swing for Marvel to be that first movie to release because people weren't really clamoring for an Iron Man movie either at the time. Was it like your Spider-Man movie? Or a Fantastic Four movie or something like that. People were clamoring for that. And I don't think people were clamoring for a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So a lot of people out there were like, why? (laughs) "This, This is different. This is weird. Also, I feel like it's a benefited Guardians of the Galaxy in the sense that they didn't have to worry about people having known the story or comparing it to the story because no one really knew what the actual story was supposed to be in the first place. Like going into it, you're like going into it as a raw movie. They're going into it seeing any recent movie or TV show that we've done. We just watched that, uh, it was a Night Agent. Oh my good. Don't get me started. That was amazing. It was based on a book, but we didn't see the book. So, or we I know. I wish book. I read the book very well. I don't know if I wish I did. Okay. I think I'll read the book. Any preconceived notion? No. Like, let's, let's watch the show. It looks cool. People said it's cool. I barely listened to your description of it. And I was like, sure, let's watch it. <laughs> And so that, that's, I think, part of it, one of the reasons why Guardians of the Galaxy was not just a, a thing for you to be like, cool, let's watch this, but also, I think, why it did so well in the first place, mm-hmm. why it immediately clamored for a second one, and they were going to make a third one almost immediately as well, but there was that whole snafu with James Gunn getting fired, 
from our from Marvel and Disney, and then we we hired and so on and so forth. But I'll get into that a little <laughs> later. Um, so I guess we'll talk on this episode of the podcast really about the Guardians of the Galaxy as a whole, the first two movies, what's coming up with the third, and discuss a tiny bit about the holiday special if we can remember any of that. Excuse me, that's not one of the ones we rewatched for this episode. So. No, but I do remember my reservations about it and what I liked about it. And so on. So, um, yeah, so we'll jump into that and do a lot of that stuff here right on the podcast. But before we continue on any further, if anybody wants to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as go to Spotify and Apple uh, and, and subscribe, rate, and review, and all this stuff. And then there's a lot of stuff over at caseindex.com, so check that out. But Guardians of the Galaxy 1 came out in 2014. It was the, I love little notes here on the screen here for you to see there, Taylor. Um, it was the only the fourth film in Phase 2 and the tenth film overall. So you had your Hulk, your your, your Iron Man, Thor, Captain mm-hmm. America, your Avengers movies, your second Iron Man movie. All those movies are right around the time that came out before that. So again, big tentpole style comic book character movies. And then all of a sudden there's this ensemble movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, with the people with a talking raccoon and a tree that says I am Groot and that's all that says and so on and so forth. So it was pretty crazy. It was made for $232 million and it brought in three quarters of a billion. <laughs> yeah. So like it did well, obviously. And I think that's again part of the success of the nine movies that happened before it. Yeah, I think if we started with this, it might have taken a little bit longer. The second movie, again, we'll get into nitty-gritty details of what we want to talk about for each movie here in a second, but the second movie came out uh, three years later, uh, May 5th, which is funny to think about, that actually the dropping of this movie, the third one, I should say, comes out May 5th, six years later. That's a good point. So it's pretty cool. And it's funny to see that they did it in a cheaper budget. But you could see by the style of the movie, you see why, but... First movie and the second movie both directed uh, by James Gunn. The first one he had co-writer Nicole Perlman with him, but the second movie, the third movie, and the holiday special all written uh, by James Gunn fully. Uh, it was the third film of Phase Three and the fifteenth movie overall. And this is the point that I think again trying to get across is the fact that it was came out in two thousand fourteen, and then five movies later the sequel happened. Okay, mm-hmm. now as we get into the third movie that we'll talk about at some point. It's going to come out May 5th, 2023. Yes. Six, so six years later. Mm-hmm. It is the second film on Phase 5, the 32nd film in the MCU. Okay? So it's the 42nd MCU project. So you're talking about your TV shows that have been on Disney Plus mm-hmm. and your holiday or your specials like uh, the holiday special Werewolf by Night. The first two movies had four movies in between that. Well, the Marvel kind of like full speed ahead. And 27 projects in between yeah. So the question a lot of people had was the love for the first two movies and the momentum those first two movies had technically. Is that going to continue on for the third film any time here? We'll see. But it's just kind of funny to think about. Yes, I know Marvel did speed up and stuff like that, but there is a longer gap than they probably wanted to. That's true. But I, I don't know if people are waiting for, you know, like after the last phase ending, people are like, what's next? And they're kind of nervous. So I don't know if people are like, ready for a nice yes great one per se you know you and i were supposed to record this a couple weeks ago and then we have a kid again obviously we were supposed to record <laughs> at lunchtime today or right after lunchtime today when our son was sleeping but he didn't want to nap and so if you see taylor non non yawn or hear her yawn on the microphone just forget about it we have a two-year-old i'm sorry i'm trying not to but speaking about it's going to be on too 
Um, in the meantime, one of the benefits I saw about this, I just saw that um, the direct.com posted a article just recently tonight about um, initial reactions for critics. Oh, really? They're all great. Every single one of them says it's the new third movie is dark. It's, it's, it's emotional. It's brilliant. It's the best movie since Endgame. So... Well, that's, well, I want to pretend like I didn't hear that because I want to go in my own... I don't want to be all hyped up. But after after Thor, Love and Thunder, they need to redeem their... their not sequel movies, you know what I mean? And you know tril- tril- trilogies are known for flopping, so you kind of got to break that spell. We'll see. But I guess my point earlier about you not being a Marvel fan oh. and talking into this and so on and so forth is... Was your favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe or Marvel movie in general prior to Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 or 2? One of the two. Was that your favorite one out of all of them? Because we watched it a couple times. Wait, what do you mean? Like, like if someone said to you, if Thor Ragnarok had not come out, because that's your mm-hmm. favorite Marvel movie, right? Yeah, but then, like, I forgot what order they came out. I thought that's that I saw that. After. So I saw that after the fact. Okay. Would would it be? Would Guardians of the Galaxy one? Do you like, which one do you like better? Guardians of the Galaxy one or two? You know, after rewatching them, I gotta say two. For a while, I thought it was one, but for some reason, the two. I love the whole concept of ego. I know the one one is really good in the sense of there's more going on, but I don't know. I feel like number two kind of has a sweet spot. So again, forget Ragnarok. Because we, we know you've been on before. We talked to Thor before. You talked Ragnarok before. We talked to Marvel movies before. We've been on the last couple, couple of times. Forget Ragnarok. Is Guardians of the Galaxy two your favorite Marvel movie after that, or is it Endgame or anything like that? Like I'm just putting on the spot here. We didn't talk about this. No, and I'm trying to remember my list because we rewatched them yeah. all. I wish we had that up. Um, I gotta say it, it must be. I'm trying to think of any at the very least the next. I can't think of anything for that so we haven't done our our updated list in a long time uh we haven't posted anything here in a long time either but uh, no uh, you have a post here someone looking that up right now i could have sworn there's a nope. see don't tell me you lost it uh so you do have it third so end game on your rankings was the best. really okay here's, here's part of the thing about that though is we literally did this like not long after Endgame. Oh, uh, okay. There is this this recent movie. Yeah, look at number two on my list. It's way farther down. Second 2020. So this is like 2019 is when, when uh, the summer of 2019 is when. Uh, yeah, we have a few more movies I need to update with mine. But... So you did have Guardians of the Galaxy higher than Guardians Oh, there's Avengers. I think Avengers. Avengers. Far from home. But, oh, Far From Home is good too. So, so, so I guess my point is. It is one of your favorite. Yeah. Two movies. I mean, it's the top half for sure. It is one of your favorite. And honestly, in the end of this, once we get to the point where we see Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I would probably think if I said, hey, what's your favorite trilogy or what's your favorite movie series of the MCU? You would say Guardians. And I think there's a mixture in that. You're big into the music of it. Yeah, I know the soundtrack alone. I'm worried about the I'm worried about the next soundtrack. Which you don't like, you don't want to do so much, you can only go so far, you, don't have, you can only nail a soundtrack so many times. Well, it like, would be too cliche. Like, you know, Thor Ragnarok, I feel like, had yeah. tried to be that and failed at that. Not Thor Ragnarok, um, Thor Love and Thunder. Failed at that, because I'm like, oh, this has the same vibe as Guardians of the Galaxy. But no, the soundtrack, we both have the record. We have both records. Uh, if we're in a car ride and we need some music, hands down, it's thrown into the loop. I think that's what happens when we, when we, we watched them again recently is... 
it's apparent from the very beginning that music is going to be a big part of these movies. It's like when they when 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 they're talking to Peter Quill as a young kid and he's mm-hmm. in the hospital, his mom is dying. Like immediately, the music playing is cool music. There's the record, the tape given to to um, to Chris Pratt from his parent, his mom, to play and so on and so forth. Like it's apparent that James Gunn directing and writing this movie is going to use music as a big part of it, and then it's apparent throughout the rest of the first movie and then the second movie, same thing. And I'm, I'm... the second went seamlessly, like it it felt like it fit. So I'm I'm worried about. I'm excited and worried for the third one. So speaking of the first movie, like the way they set up and introduce the characters, the the them not getting along the first time, like the like the group of Guardians of the Galaxy, you're thinking like like the Avengers when the Avengers came together the first time, like some of them got along, some of them were made in front of each other, some of them were like this is not gonna work. The same thing really kind of happened was it was like Groot and Rocket had their own agenda, and you know Star Lord had his own agenda, and then obviously Gamora is trying to attack Rocket and Groot and all that. Person. Yeah. And, so like, and, also, and then Drax is just trying to get back at, at Thanos, at, at Ronan. They're a group of misfits with different agendas. <laughs> and then they have to work together to make this work. And in the end, the love story of a family coming together uh, to quote Vin Diesel in uh, Fast and the Furious family. Um, it is a family, really. Guardians of the Galaxy becomes a family. And you see that going to the second movie. And I think that's why it, people are such excited for this third movie because it feels like it's going to be touching to the point where you're talking about a third movie together like wrapping it all together this is a family that's going to be a book there are rumors that star lord does well <laughs> I, personally I, was, I think i was talking to paul about this as well at the comic book shop was it almost thinks they should like, i wouldn't this, this i would character cry actor, over it you know, think about characters that you could get rid of in a sense that makes most sense mm-hmm. chris pratt as it is a busy man I mean, he's got tons of movies to be doing. Do we need Star Lord to move forward? Like, is Star Lord a necessity, necessity, a necessary character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Not really. No. Um, the other characters, do they have as much weight if they die? It's like, is Rocket dying? Yes, it'd be sad, but like, he's, he's he's kind of an a hole. Da da da. But like, is he in the other movies? Is he going to get attached yeah. to anything else that makes any sense? Yeah. Like, has already died, so like. Her dying again is not like it doesn't hold the weight. You're right. Uh, Groot has again basically died. Bad. You can't you can't do that for Groot. And Drax, like yeah, he, if he dies, it's great. It's, it's crazy, but it's like still he's still not a main character. It's a so the most impactful death in this movie would be would be Star Lord. Yes. Do you need to kill him? No. no. Do you need them just to retire off and stop doing this stuff? And I think this movie they need to basically say this iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy because in the comic books, as you probably don't know. There's many iterations of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And so this iteration of Guardians of the Galaxy it needs to no longer exist. They need to break up. They need to do something that just makes it so that they're not this group anymore. Because James Gunn is leaving Marvel movies. And so I don't want someone else writing. No. This. I think it's just dead. So, so we'll see how it's impactful with this. But like, he's obviously the first group from the first movie. So the second movie aren't the same. Because you had Mantis and Gamora dies obviously in, in, in the Endgame movies yeah or the Avengers movies so there is some morphing in it as it is but like mm-hmm. you know, I don't know Star-Lord dying would be would be crazy but I think necessary or not necessary but it makes sense it carried impactful weight to the future of Marvel and like I think some of the complaints some people have is like deaths don't mean anything because they keep bringing people back like Loki's died how many times 
Yeah, but Loki's Loki. Iron Man hasn't come back. Black Widow hasn't come back. As of now. They're not going to do that. So part of the problem is we live in a world of complex where they kill people off all the time in complex and they bring them back later on because they have to write more comic books and make more comic books. So, it's true. But, um, Chris Bratt is great along the whole thing. He carries these movies really well to a person who really wasn't anybody when he was in Parks and Rec. Yeah, like he did a great. I don't know. I'm not a huge Chris Pratt fan. Like, like, he's a solid. He's a solid person, actor. There we go. I just think he did a great job with the whole character and so on and so forth. That, that, but again, he was. I think it's one of the things that Marvel has successfully done, and we've talked about this with Ragnarok and other movies, which is by casting someone who's not really anybody or someone who people don't want to touch in Hollywood, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. at the beginning. Yeah, is they've done it and then they'll either rehab a character or create a character or create a, rehab a actor or actress or create an actor or, or actress um, and have them springboarded into other things because he was in you know, Parks and Rec. Yeah, like I like how they had Bradley Cooper, like a pretty popular person, be a voice for just a rat Cooper. And, and Zoe Zeldana, whatever her name is. Zoe, yes, Zoe Saldana, Saldana. Uh, Dave Bautista are all people, but I'm just saying like Vin Diesel is Chris Pratt and he is, again, somebody. Parks and Rec was a popular show. People liked it. I just think that uh, they made him basically into what he is now because of that. Did you know the raccoon the raccoon Rocket the raccoon was um, obviously CGI but modeled after um, James Gunn's brother? I don't know. Oh, he does the... um... I mean, obviously, he plays a part on there, yeah, but he's yeah, also yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. So he was two characters. Yeah. I mean, they did use a little bit of Bradley Cooper on it, too, but I didn't know that. That was well, funny. Think, and I talked talk all about this. I don't see or hear, I mean, Bradley Cooper. At all now. In the, like, I don't like when I watch him, I'm like, oh, that's Bradley Cooper. Um, <laughs> I, I, you have to, like, if you, like, close your eyes and you're in the right moment and all that stuff, maybe. No, I was surprised to find it out it was him. Um, But. Drax's humor is great. Uh, I think the tension between Gamora and Chris Pratt or, or Star-Lord is great. I think Rocket Raccoon's jokes are great. <laughs> I just think the whole team works together as a great group, and I think that's why why the first movie was successful, because there was that comedy in it, but also there was sadness in it. There was action, drama, all that in one thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's, and there wasn't one main star. It was Star Wars, a group of people. Yes. And so that's why I think I liked the movie in the first place. Again, I think it was also because there was no preconceived notions for me. Because as a comic book fan, I wasn't even a big humongous, like, I know the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, I'm going to go in here knowing exactly what's going <laughs> to happen. I was a big... I, Ronan, I knew, which is the villain. Secret Evasion. Yeah, Ronan, I knew. Uh, he was the villain. And then Thanos. Oh, for uh, villains. Yes. yes. I knew those two massively in the comic books. But other than that, I don't know... I barely even knew the collector, honestly. He wasn't a humongous character in the comic books either. Yeah. But, um, so really the biggest thing about the first movie is the music, the comedy, the the ensemble characters, and so on and so forth. And to be able to mimic that and make a second movie that was just as good, if not better, for some people. Yeah, I do want to note that the worlds and creating characters and... Mm-hmm civilizations it's actually really creative and i think really well done some are very like you see some movies and are like it doesn't play off very well what no that's not in my head but yeah sorry 
No, I'm good. Um, Rotten Tomatoes had the first one at 92, both critics and and audience, whereas Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was 85 to 87. So again, I could see why people like the first one better. I think I just felt like that, like the idea of ego was just very clever in my opinion. I think his point is the fact that they're basically the same between critics and and, and, and audience. So you normally would see opposite. Yeah, or opposite or such a drastic difference. The audience loved it, but the the, um, uh, critics didn't, and so on and so forth. So I think that having it be such similar scores between the two of them is just is just things is a quality movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a good pretty, sign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, to see them be able to mimic it with 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 movie two was pretty crazy. Um and actually have a successful movie four movies later basically making the exact same movie. And I think it kicked off I think both the first movie kicked off the idea that like music was gonna be a big part. This is who Chris Pratt's character is and as Star Lord with his mom and all that stuff. But the second movie with the whole trying to fight off that monster. And the music, the playing. beginning of it, yeah. I was yes. And like Groot being like, <laughs> Drax is like, or Rocket's like trying to get music going, and like, oh yeah, Star Lord, or uh, you know, he knows that the music needs to be played. And he's like, no, actually, I side with Groot on this. Like, why are you doing uh, Drax with this? Why are you playing the music? This is stupid. We have the monster gear. <laughs> no, I gotta have tunes. And then the uh, biggest thing to me is the baby Groot running around and dancing and doing all the things and like trying to get the bug and all that stuff. I know. I feel like when people make baby characters, it's kind of like a cop out for cuteness. Yeah. But I mean, Groot's epitome of like one of the better baby characters. Yes. Cause you have like baby Yoda, you have, but you don't have many baby things in the Marvel universe in the sense of uh, movie wise. I'm a big Star Wars fan too, but like, I will say that um, baby Groot was before baby Yoda. We'll what? take credit for the baby, the cuteness of the babies over here at Marvel. <laughs> um and then uh, oh before we go too far into the second movie the big thing to me was the fact that we saw the uh, thanos a picture of thanos a video of thanos in the first movie which was like our first real like in movie like experience of what we were going to get for infinity yeah there's a little bit of, like easter eggs or previews yeah, to what so the was pretty cool. phases but, uh, would be the first movie was they had the emotion at the end there with Groot like saving everybody by putting the bubble around them and the explosion and, and you, you get a glimpse that we now know what we're going to see in the second movie foreshadowing to the second movie with uh, Star-Lord holding on to the Infinity Stone and not yes. dying and knowing that he's not fully human and so on and Terran and so on and so forth so you see all these things so it was emotional but not nearly I think as emotional as the second movie it's, not at all. it's funny in the second movie they have great humor uh, excuse me great the action, but there's that emotion between both Finding his, excuse me, finding his father, mm-hmm. um, finding out his father's a pile of crap, <laughs> uh, 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 Yondu, yeah, Yondu death, all that stuff is massively emotional in the second movie, but they still were able to capture comedy. They were still able to capture action and all that stuff all in one. And I, I think that proves how much of a great filmmaker James Gunn is, honestly. Yeah, and I mean, both the movies, I'm told Justin, I'm. I don't like unnecessary shooting. Like I don't like just like killing random people for just because you want to shoot on a movie. So they didn't get they did a good fighting scenes. I feel, and I like the whole like they weren't actually manning the ship. <laughs> That's pretty clever. Yes, for uh, the the, the, uh, the gold people. Yes, uh, that's where we get in the third movie. Will be Adam Warlock, who was created in this movie, as you see in the post credit scene. He's now one of the main characters in the third movie as well. So. 
Uh, but yeah, they're they're all manning like video game style, VR style manning ships. It makes uh, sense because like, why would you waste these important people? <laughs> but like, there's that the fact that there's like this. You just got this this big battle between these people, uh, and and the ship and the Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're still calmly by like gra- rocket harpillary batteries. That harpillary bat- harpillary batteries and um, my favorite one, one of my favorite jokes in the movie is when Rocket sees Ego on top of the ship. <laughs> the little like, man. Oh, one inch man. <laughs> it's like when he gets closer, he's probably gonna get bigger. Like that's the kind of funny, like it's like funny. Uh... It's not, like, riffing jokes all the time. It's like it's timing. It, it, it's the writing and it's great. So like again. And James Gunn nailing the first movie and the second movie, the holiday special. I'm probably going to nail this because he also oh. nailed Peacemaker. He also nailed the Suicide Squad. I feel like the holiday special was good, but it was flat. I feel like there was really no purpose. I, it, so okay. the plot, it didn't follow the typical, not plot line, the story arc. You know, you're in like third grade and they tell you a story needs to follow these points. It didn't have that. I mean, Kevin Bacon, they're like, well, let's just have fun with Kevin Bacon. And, and so, shoot it. <laughs> while we're on, we might as well get, grab some stuff on the holiday special while you see that. So one of the things that James Gunn has mentioned in, in interviews and things like that has been um, that his whole goal and the whole amazing part of having the holiday special mm-hmm. is just be a like a like a prologue, prologue, prologue inter- intro. Be- is it a beginning or ending? Beginning. Okay, then it's prelude. Prelude. Prelude sounds great. To Guardians Three. Really, the availability to give you to what happened in Guardians Two, Endgame, Infinity War, Infinity War Endgame, I should say, um, what happened in those movies, what happened in Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Even though Love and Thunder is after, right? No, Love and Thunder came out last G- June, July, no, last July, May, last May, because it was my birthday. Okay, whatever. Last doesn't matter. Last year, um, yeah. So it was that. So it was basically you saw the end of Guardians Two. Infinity War and Endgame feature some of the characters, mm-hmm. obviously. And then you see them in Love and Thunder. Yep. The beginning of Love and Thunder. How do we get from those things to the beginning of Guardians 3? And part of it was, it'd be fun to do a holiday special because, first of all, again, music. Yes. Um, We'll get into that in a second. Oh, a yes. to prelude the third movie without taking time out of the third movie. Instead it- of making the third movie three and a half hours long, they can now make it two and a half, two hours and 40 minutes long and give you 45 minutes of a holiday special that gets you from the end or where they are at the end of Th- Love and Thunder or beginning of Love and Thunder 2. That's a good point. I mean, I didn't hold much weight to it because it was just a holiday special, you know? People do them all the time. But it, you're right, it does It does have a purpose in the grand scheme of things. And so you find some things, and I feel like at this point, this holiday special is only back in November, and this, we're now in, in April. So I feel should... like you should, we shouldn't spoil too much about it. We can obviously say spoilers right now if you haven't seen it, but there's some <laughs> things that happen towards the very end, which I don't want to talk about. Where they I don't leave, remember at this point. <laughs> they leave off the characters at the very end of the holiday special, which I think that's what he was talking about, like the end of the holiday special to the beginning of, of, of Guardians 3. Like there's a transition there that leads, it jumps us into the movie, allowing him to be like, you open the third movie and you're like, Got going, it. Instead of having to be like, and so previously in Guardians of the Galaxy kind of thing. <laughs> and so yeah, the music though was freaking There's this awesome. one song I'm pretty sure I listen to repeat all Christmas long. <laughs> and Kevin Bacon was in it, which is kind of funny. Like I don't think you would have put Kevin Bacon in a feature film and had the same weight as it did for that holiday special. Because it was a gag in a sense. Yeah, it was kind of yes. And so there's this this fun thing about holiday specials. It was 
far better than the Star Wars Oscar question years ago. Um, so there's, there's that. But um, again, it's like he said, he's more of a, I don't know, a bumper between trying to get characters from point A to point B and in the or point point A to point C, I should say, and this is B, the point along the way, which was the Guardians uh, the Guardians holiday special. So um yeah, so this is the fourth technical project in the Guardians of the Galaxy will be the third movie coming out here uh on, eight, on May 5th. Um but two feature films, holiday special, which is about 45 minutes, and now a third feature film. You were you look up the song? I was trying to find it. I can't remember. I liked it somewhere on Spotify. It'll give me a second. Seven Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on me. Looks like it might be my Christmas folder. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of the characters came back for the second movie. Uh, we see the death of Michael Rooker's character, Yondu. Um, he actually shows up again in the holiday special, but in a weird like flashback kind of way. Uh, Kevin Bacon was in the holiday special. I just mentioned that. I don't know what Christmas is. Yes. Yes. Great song. Great song. And we did a review of the holiday special on this podcast. So check that out on an episode because the intro music, I believe, is that music on that special. That sounds like something you'd do. Um, it was the second special after We Were Off by Night, which was a hit as well. So there's two back-to-back holiday or um, special presentations from Marvel that kicked kick butt. Um, again, May 5th is the release of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It is written and directed by James Gunn. Again, it is the second film in Phase 5, 32nd film overall, 42nd project overall, 17th film gap between the two movies, movies two and movies three, and 27 projects in between that. Uh, what I wanted to do, I had it open on here, is the Guardians 3. And there was a synopsis. So, so in Guardians 3, the Guardians of the Galaxy are adjusted to life on nowhere when parts of rockets pass resurface. In order to protect them, Peter Quill must lead the Guardians of the Galaxy on a dangerous mission that could lead the team to dissolve it. So that was the whole thing. So we they're not going to be the team at the end. We can tell by this right now, <laughs> by, by the description of it. Um, it. I have a dog on the cover? I Okay. Chris Pratt returns with Zaldana, David Batista, Karen Gillan, Palm, I commented off. Who looks completely different in real life as she does as Mantis. <laughs> oh, I was like, who is that? Yeah, it looks um, like to the eyes. Bill Bradley Cooper, Sean Gunn. Again, uh, Chuck Woody, Eugene, I can never say his name, is a high evolutionary. Uh, Will Poulter comes in as Adam Warlock. I know that. Elizabeth DeBlecky, uh, who is the gold lady. I forget again. I oh, yes, yes. Uh, Maria Baklava, Baklava, Baklava. Lova, Bakalova, that's what it was. Maria Bakalova is Cosmo the Space God. This from the conference. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Was it a she now? For two, one, when they were at the collectors. Built. Yeah, I thought that was a nod to um, when you launch. No. Uh, not Luna. It's. Um, is it Luna? Launch a dog into space. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's Luna or not, but I know what you're talking about. Yes, but that, that no, it's Cosmo the space dog. It's a talk. Oh, I thought it was like a nod to they caught a dog Cosmo in space. space. Cosmo the space dog's first appearance ever. You didn't know the comic book. Is, of course, it is. Um, and Sylvester Stallone returns, obviously, as part of the Ravagers, as well as uh, so that in the film the Guardians embark on a mission to protect Rockford, who is played by Bradley Cooper. Um, so yes, Cosmo the space dog is new. Adam Warlock is new, and then um. I can't. I never say his name. I think it's a Nigerian British actor. We could listen to it right now. Um, <laughs> Chuck Woody, 
Yuji. Well, yeah. we'll call him Chuck. <laughs> uh, who plays the High Evolutionary, who's another new character. So we have okay. a few new characters being introduced in this third film. Um, again, May, th- May 5th, 2023, at um, the theaters around the world. Sean Gunn was supposed to come to the main comic Toy Con on the 27th, 28th, 29th. I know. Or whatever, he had to cancel because he has, the premiere is at the Al Capitan Theater in Hollywood, California on the 27th, which is the day before the convention. The funny thing is, like, the one thing I was looking forward to at Comic-Con was seeing him. <laughs> uh, Sean Gunn, he's plays Craig in this movie as well. So, uh, what did this say right here? 150 minutes. That's two hours and 30 minutes. So, it's not bad at all. I'll take well, that. It's going to be funny. It. It's going it's to be captivating, emotional, all that stuff, which she was looking forward to. We are traditionally now, and this is our thing now, right? We're, we're turning into very old people. <laughs> no, it, it's a traditional thing, I think, for us now is a, because there's not as many movies. It's not like we go see every new movie in the theater. We basically see Marvel movies in the theater. Yeah, it's got to be a pretty big movie for us I to think see we'll, it. I'll want to go see, well, I've discussed this, but I think I want to go see Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones when that comes out this summer in the theaters. But other mm-hmm. than that, I think it's basically been Marvel movies in the theater. What about the Barbie one? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so what we tend to do now is do the Thursday preview night, which is the day before. Yes. We go at three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, and that way we have the ability to we work a little early, have our son be daycare for a little bit longer, pick him up, come home, and then we'll probably discuss the movie over dinner. And yeah, I usually like to have dinner after so we can talk about it, but we might have to have dinner before or lunch before. <laughs> but no, it's just a pretty good setup. I don't we don't like getting out of movies late. It's nice to be able to see that we're basically in our, we live in the Bangor main area and. We're the first people in the area to see it, which is pretty cool. Yes. I was just thinking about that and so on. So like, we'll be able to see this. And then obviously in November-ish, we'll go see the Marvels when that comes out. Yeah, yes. excited for that one. Mm. It looks better than Captain Marvel. That. <laughs> yes. I am just not a big fan of Captain Marvel. I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> don't get me started. Um. So, yeah. So this is interesting. So James Gunn is the last Marvel movie he'll be doing. At least for the foreseeable future. He's going to be easy now. Well, so out of all of them, I can't remember how many has he done. Oh. He's done. Every single thing that's been Guardians of the Galaxy. So Guardians of the Galaxy 1, 2, the holiday special, and this. And he did. I mean, like, what, I mean, compared to the other Marvel movies. He's done the most. I don't care what most movies, but which ones have he done? Guardians 1, Guardians 2. I know the Guardians. Guardians. That's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know how much of a whole. He's just a big he's a filmmaker that makes these movies basically. And, and it's kind of a it's a niche. Marvel and DC. Sorry, Marvel and Disney. He went over and did the Suicide Squad for DC. So the, the second. Yes. I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did Peacemaker. You like the second one? Yeah. Is that the one with a weird squid? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't talk about your star one. What? Like Starfish? Oh yes, yeah. yeah. No, that was <laughs> Fucking weird. <laughs> the and then Peacemaker a lot. I like Peacemaker a lot. And that, yeah, I know that, you do. That's a that's a man's movie. I mean, Peacemaker. Speaking of that, oh. episode one hundred with Kyle Starks. Yes. On the podcast, he's writing a comic book that comes out May second from DC Comics called or DC Black Label called Peacemaker Tries Harder, and it's basically a continuation of the character created by James Gunn, the version of. Peacemaker that James Gunn did for the TV show in comic book form, which is pretty cool. So it's a mm-hmm. comedy. It's in kind of it's a little more okay. Um, so now James Gunn is now an executive over at DC Studios, so he's going over to do that stuff. He's next movie he'll be releasing Superman Legacy. Okay. Legacy. So 
Yeah. Really sad to miss to lose James. Yes, I'm just curious if we're excited on that. So I don't look at the music. You already know that I've played it. I know, but I want to forget and be surprised again. Um, projected to make 120, 155 million dollars in the open, three-day opening weekend, 288 to 403 for which, the total box office, which is oh, it's they're average what they expected yeah. for the last few, which is a I would reasonable think make at least 750,000. <laughs> yeah, put money on that one. Uh, she'd make at least seven hundred and fifty million, which is the way the first movie made, and I have it projected to make close to a billion. The final movie in the re- what's gonna what's gonna make it make that money mm-hmm. is critic stock between now and next week. Now and May fifth. Yeah, because the critics talk. Well, about what is it up against? What else the movies are bringing out at that time? Don't know. I don't know. It's unlike um, you to not know. I don't know. Uh, but the the it doesn't really matter in that sense. As long as the if the critics say it's a good movie. Then people go see it for some reason. If they say it's a bad movie, they won't go see it, even though people should have opinion for their stuff. Yeah, and then they'll like just the watch. Of them think this movie or not. Just go see the movie. Watch yeah. the movie at home on Disney Plus. Well, yeah, I think that's what people are gonna end up doing if they get bad reviews, and then they'll decide then if it's a good movie. Least calendar. We're looking at this up live on our recording here. It'll be May fifth. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three comes out. What's love got to do with it? We're we're gonna go see that one after. We're gonna love do it. Again. This is us. Oh, wait, no, love again with the. Oh, that's the the Jonah. Uh, the TV show. This is TV shows coming out. Yeah, fun. so really nothing. The weekend before, it's Moon Moonridge Gate. No, there's nothing. Nothing really. They're not up against anything. Anything else? Okay. Oh wait, no. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. My mom wanted to go see that. <laughs> So, and then the following, so they'll have that weekend, no problem. The following weekend is Ben Affleck has a new week called Hypnotic. That seems pretty good. The book club's probably good too. Yeah, I mean, looking this up online. May 15th, let's see. Let's see. Oh, and Fast X. So, the only thing that I'll have in May that will really be a contributing factor than not making money is Fast X, which is a couple weeks later. So we'll have a good couple weeks in a row, at least. Oh, yeah. But no, it's pretty slow spring. Um, But yeah, so it's exciting. Uh, we will tell you right now that if it was, our rankings, there was... We need to update old, them. But our rankings have Guardians of the Galaxy at my number four, and Guardians number 12, Galaxy 2 at number 12, you, it was number three, and number six. Again, it's three years old. There's there's like movies that come out since that. Yeah, no. I know we didn't update that. Did I say there was now? Thirty two movies. Yeah. We only have twenty three on this. I'll do it working on that. Um, it's unlike us. But yeah, so that that says that it they're both basically top fifteen movies for us, top ten movies for us. And so go see those before you go see the movie because it doesn't won't make any sense, honestly, if you see number three without seeing number two, one and two. Yep. Um, watch the holiday special. I think it's worth it. It's only forty-five minutes long. It's cute. I'm not saying I wasn't yeah. saying it was bad. It was just, it was a holiday special. <laughs> and then uh, go see Guardians of the Galaxy three in theaters. And you know what? This James Gunn going over to DC might make me a DC fan. So no, wants to make more binge. Back. No, 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 no. For DC covers. What you got for space is what you got. Hang on over there. No, no, no. It's a perfectly good table I can use over there. Nope. Not Why? if you want your pants fixed. Why not? Oh, again. 
because he did a great job the first time. No, don't buy some shitty pants. <laughs> they're American Eagle. Those are American Eagle yeah, ones? Yeah, they're the jeans you bought me, technically. So don't I buy you that. tan American Eagle jeans. Yeah. Oh. It's okay, I like the other colors better. <laughs> so you think that you would recommend anybody... So here's the, here's my final kind of closing this out kind of thing is, if you're not a superhero movie fan, will you, as opinion, as someone who's not a huge superhero fan, would you say that you'd recommend this to someone who's not a superhero fan? Like, I, I don't like superhero movies. Yes, I've been pushing my coworker Carly to watch it. I mean, I think alone just for the soundtrack. And she's like, I don't like the type of movies, you know, with some people like the talking animals, the CGI stuff. But I think it's worth it. Okay. So you, I, I know, and I'm the type of person that like I like to be rooted in reality of some form or fashion. But I thought they're worth seeing. I uh, yeah. So that non-superhero fans would like this movie. Superhero fans would also love this movie. Marvel fans, non-Marvel fans. And I think the biggest thing to me is that. I get. It. I think though, out of all of the Marvel movies that we've seen out there right now, mm-hmm. it's been out the thirty some odd movies that have been out in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, TV shows, all that stuff. This is the one based on the characters that people like still to this day are like, who the hell are these characters? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like everything else has come out has been like it's the Shang Chi, I guess somewhat. You know, some of those ones like that have been the Eternals yeah. to some people, but like at least those characters were created by. And, and cared about for a while, whereas like the Guardians of the Galaxy were just kind of like. Mm-hmm. And they've been going on ever since. And then there's like there's a new Guardians of the Galaxy book that just came out last week. It's a picture behind the like, Scotty Young got rid of one. Uh, well, I mean, the critics show, I mean, you look at their ratings, the past critics in the audience really show that it's just solid. It does what a movie is supposed to do, entertain you yeah. for that time period. They don't, we don't expect it to be like this long lasting imprint, which I mean, some of it is, but it's, it does its job. Did you do your job here today? I like to think I did. Will you think you'll be invited back? Yes. Just because I absolutely need you and I'm crunch, or do you think I would invite you back? I think you'd invite me back. Think so? For certain things. Maybe we should do initial reactions after the first movie. After this movie, I mean. Sure. Spoiler free, though, because I don't I hate spoilers. Spoiler free. Oh, okay. Like, did you like the movie? Can I be like Owen Wilson? Wow. <laughs> Well, hold your time, home podcast, and then you'd never invite me back. Uh, if you want a really good review and discussion podcast episode ever, one of the best ones we've ever done on the, on the over 100 podcast episodes, is check out our National Treasure bonus episode. We're talking National Treasure movies. These are elite podcasts. Podcasting right there. This is a better podcast than Paul and I had in New Hampshire, so. Yeah, I'm surprised you aired that one. <laughs> he called me after. He was like, yeah, you don't want to listen to it. I'm like, what did you like trash talk me the whole entire time what did you do and he's like no we just complained about people and went off topic and i'm like oh and then expect him to post it this episode 9900 turned into leaf over we have new intro music we have it's great so new graphics it's just great so it's great it's great it's great <laughs> so check out com for way more information about all of the different things coming out there. We have a couple of articles that came out, features that came out uh, recently of what to watch prior to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, as well as a preview of who's in this movie, what's going on in this movie, and so on and so forth on the website as well. So check that out at com. Taylor Soderbergh, welcome, and, and thank you so much for, the podcast, for coming on our podcast. Today. Thanks for having me. You sure? Yeah. 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 yeah we're good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I regret it every time I say yes to having you on the podcast. I thought you said you regret marrying me. Well, that too, but 
Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. And uh, I'm Justin S. Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Bye.